We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Namor NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. Coming at you Wednesday night after the Wolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by 30. Final score Wolves 132, Thunder 102. That win was the Wolves sixth in a row. Is that good? Yes. Why is that good? Because this franchise has not won six games in a row since 2004. 2004 was the last time they won six straight. The iPhone didn't exist back then. The Seattle Sonics did. Uh, stealing these other since 2004 factoids from my guy, Jake Scraffs on Twitter. He said, since 2004, the San Antonio Spurs have had 37 different winning streaks of over six games. 26 other teams have had at least six different winning streaks of six games or more. Even just in the past 12 months, 21 different teams have had six game winning streaks. The Wolves were down bad for a long time. And, you know, while Wolves back has become, you know, a thing that Ant likes to say this year, you know, I think this six game winning streak is really the first real indication we have that the Wolves are actually back. I mentioned that to Anthony Edwards in my question to him here after tonight's game and just about how this is the first time the Wolves have had six in a row since 2004. And, and confirm that the Wolves are, in fact, back. Yeah. What's the most games Tim Wolves ever won in a season? Yeah. 60? I got a little, we got a little way to go, but that's cool. But, nah. Nah, but, yeah, I definitely feel like we back. Yeah, I don't think nobody can stop us right now. <laughs> I just looked it up. That 2004 season, they won 58 games. Uh, obviously, a different level than this team is at right now, but it got me thinking about whether or not this is the best Wolves team since that 2004 season. Just from a win-loss record standpoint, it is it's trending in that direction. This Wolves team is currently 38 and 29 with 15 games to go. And since 2004, they've only won over 38 games three times. In 2013-14, they went 40 and 42 Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, Rick Adelman, that squad, 140 games, missed the playoffs. The next level up since 2004 is the, of over 38 wins, is the 2004-2005 season. 
the year after the Western Conference Finals appearance. The Wolves went 44 and 38 that season. They also missed the playoffs that year. And the only other time they have had over 38 wins was, of course, the Jimmy Butler year in 2017-18. They went 47 and 35 that season and did make the playoffs as the eighth seed. So really what we're asking when we say, is this the best Wolves team since 2004, is if this team is better than the 2017-18 team, right? They're more fun, of course. It's very obvious from where I'm sitting that the fan base is way more into this team than they were the Butler-Tibbs team. But that's not the question, right? The question is, is this team better? And honestly, I have not even once considered that this season until tonight. Which I think is fair. I mean, before Jimmy Butler got hurt in that season, that Wolves team was awesome. He got hurt in the 62nd game of that year, and they were 36-25 and 25 at that point, the four seed in the West. 11 games over 500, but, you know, it, it's a little bit of a wobbly comparison if you look at it. Like, the Nuggets this season were 36-25 and 25 on March 1st, and they were the sixth seed at the time. So you know, the West was a little bit down that 2017-18 year. The Wolves this year, at the same point that that Wolves team was 36 and 25, 61 games in the season, this Wolves team, 61 games in, was 32 and 29. So four games behind that Butler team's pace. Ironically, though, that 32 and 29 mark for this Wolves team was their record before this six game winning streak. They're now 38 and 29, 67 games into the season. And that's the exact same record that that 2017-18 team, 67 games into that season was at when they were also 38-29. and 29. Now, that Butler team went on to win 47 games. They won nine of their final 15, which is all a way, I think, of saying, we don't know yet if this team is better. Um, what It's to be determined. What are the Wolves going to do the final 15 games? I do think, though, they have a route to unambiguously be the best Wolves team since 2004. I mean, they're not there yet, and, and the schedule is about to get way harder. I mean, they've been sitting on free parking, basically, for like a week now with these Blazers and Thunder matchups. It's, it's going to get tougher. The next three games are on the road. Um, Magic, Heat, Spurs, then it's Lakers, Bucks, Mavs, Suns, and then the Mavs again. So yeah, to be determined, like, what, what are you going to do with that? I mean, if you're about to say, like, Wolves back, well, then Wolves got to win. And for me, you know, this is the first time that I feel like that is the more likely outcome. I think this team more likely than not will finish with more wins than that. I, I think at the end of the season, whether the record reflects it exactly, I think we will be saying that this is the best Wolves team since 2004. For me, in my opinion, they just crossed that threshold with this win streak. I mentioned, I think it was on the last pod, that, you know, knock on wood, the Wolves kind of have an ace in their sleeve here, too, going into the final 15 games of the year, and that they might actually be the healthiest team in the league right now. And that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, yes, some guys have been missing games recently. D'Lo missed Monday's game. Pat Bev and Vando missed tonight's game. But those were all just rest games. I mean, Anthony Edwards' knee is the right, only kind of case against that, but even with Edwards, like that's shaping up to seem more and more just like a rest thing too. Edwards, of course, returned tonight. He had 16 points in 25 minutes. And post game, he clarified, talked about 
where he's at physically with his knee. And I thought this was, I thought this was pretty encouraging. Here's Andy. What is it like for you to get back out there? Uh, it's fun. Best thing that ever happened to me is to get back on the court. And, um, and I wanted to be like, kind of like get my rhythm back before the Miami game. Cause I know it's a big game. So I thought this game was perfect to go out there and get all the rest, rust out. Orlando game, get some rest out, and I should be ready by Miami game. You, like, where are you at physically right now? Did you feel like you're on about 100 percent? Or tired. I was tired. Yeah, I was. I was good, but I was just super tired. Like, super, super tired. Yeah. Everything felt good tonight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And have you ever had like a? Is this one of the most serious injuries you've had, like in college or in high school? Did yeah, you ever? For sure. Yeah, because I, I don't never really get hurt, but I mean, yeah, this is the most I had to sit out for sure. So do you think that's just kind of part of the process of like, I've, I've never been sore and, yeah. and playing before. Was that, I guess, was that a little bit confusing over the course of this past month of like wanting to play through it, but yeah. not knowing that feeling? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was telling them like, it's something that you can play through, but it's like certain people can play through it. But like, if you don't got a high tolerance for pain, you can't play through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that jump was just throbbing, like, right on my knee, right below my kneecap. A big knot, just hurting, hurting, hurting. I was like, man. Like, nah, I mean, like, it would start off good, then, like, four, three, four minutes into the game, like, hurting, hurting, hurting for the rest of the game. And I'd be in trouble because I can't really do nothing for real. But that break that break I had was very, very much needed. And, like, it didn't bother me at all today. So, that was, it was great signs. Of course, there's some risk here with that knee flaring back up. But I think the good news, as I understand it, is that even if it does flare up again, it doesn't mean he's done. Like, yeah, he might play bad in a game if it flares up or maybe maybe he has to rest a couple others here in these final 15. But I don't think we're at all talking about an injury with Edwards that is going to actually shut him down. That's just not the nature of what his knee injury is. I mean, of course, you'd perfect world you'd rather this rest have gotten back to 100 percent, and you're just like okay good to go but that's not that's not what it is and at the same time i think all things considered if the only real injury your team is dealing with is one knee flaring up like you're running pretty good in the injury world i mean yes the wolves need anthony edwards back 100 to be able to compete in a playoff series but we're not there yet you know edwards has time to manage this knee through the final 15 games of the year and even if there is some need to be cautious with it I still don't think that prevents this team from making a push in the standings you know from maybe even making a push up to that 47 win mark from 2017-18 I mean it might not even prevent them from making a push for the sixth seed and that's because they're deep I mean tonight was another great example of that with Malik Beasley starting in place of Patrick Beverly and going off for a franchise record of 11 made threes they're deep We'll hit on bees and a few other notes from tonight's win after a quick break here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, we are back discussing the Wolves' 30-point win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. By the way, that 30-point margin of victory drives up their total combined sum of margin of victory over the six-game winning streak to 144 points, meaning the average margin of victory over these past six games has been 24 points per game. That's nuts. <laughs> what what drove that margin tonight was Malik Beasley. Carl uh, Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell could kind of chill in this one, and they did. Cat uh, only had 15 points. D'Lo only had six. That's because Beasley just started pouring it in early. He made six threes in the first quarter. Finished the night 11 of 17 from deep. Franchise record for made threes in a game. I mean, Malik Beasley is the hottest shooter in the league right now. In March, just five games. But Beasley has already made 31 threes. It's 31 of 59. The next highest total in the NBA in March is Boyan Bogdanovich, who's made 26. And that's only because on March 6th, earlier this week, Bogdanovich made 11 threes himself. And next highest in the league outside of those two guys in March is Jordan Poole with 20. We spin it back to February 1st, and Beasley still has the most threes in the league in that time with 67. 67 of 137 since February 1st, 49%. The next highest total of made threes in the league in that time is Donovan Mitchell at 55, 12 behind Beasley. I know these are kind of like volume stats, but that percentage from Beasley is clean too. I mean, since February 1st, 24 players in the league have taken over 100 threes, and Beasley has the best three-point percentage out of all of them at 48.9%. Only three of those 24 players are even over 40%. We've got to remember that when you're shooting this many, the expectation is not 40%. I mean, three of the 24 highest volume players are over 40%. Mitchell at 40%, Bogdanovich at 41%, and Anthony Simons at 42%. Beasley at 49%. And Beasley has not only been the highest volume three-point shooter in the league over the past six weeks, he's been the most accurate. I mean, that's, that's wild. But roll it all the way back to December 17th when the Wolves first got hit by COVID. And the only player in the entire league who has taken more threes than Malik Beasley in that time is Steph Curry. And that's only because Curry has played 221 more minutes than Beasley has over that time. Had Beasley played 221 minutes, I'm sure he would have made up the deficit of 16 three-point attempts between him and Curry. I mean, Beasley shot 17 threes tonight in 29 minutes. And again, even in the bigger sample size, that volume hasn't hurt Beasley's percentage. It's been 38 games since COVID started for this team on December 17th. And in those 38 games, Beasley has made 40% of his threes. Curry in that time has only made 35% of his threes. 
And the only high volume three point shooters who have a better three point percentage in that time are Fred Van Vliet and Anthony Simons, who are both at 41%. Beasley's shooting more than they are and basically making the same percentage. I just think we're at the point in time where it's fair to not only say that Beasley, I mean, it's definitely fair to say he's one of the hottest shooters in the league lately, but he's also just been one of, if not the best three-point shooter in the entire league since Christmas when you factor in both volume and effectiveness. It started in that COVID stretch. It really did, and it's it's sustained. That's how Chris Finch put it after tonight's game. Chris, just, I mean, his, I guess, perseverance through this early struggles yeah. that he had in the season and stuff, just what do you think of the way that he handled maybe the down times and then it put himself in a position so that he could get to a point where he's in a groove again? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a tough kid, both mentally and physically. Um, and, um, you know, he, he battled through. And, you know, I think early on in the season, he was probably a little bit more um, deflated that he wasn't a starter than he would admit. I think that may have affected it. I didn't th- he didn't probably come into camp in the best shape. That may have affected it. Um, and then when you miss shots, now it's a confidence thing. So he hung in there. Um, you know, we we've been able to find lineups that really can accentuate the ball movement, which helps all shooters. Uh, and you know, he's done a really good job of guarding and rebounding and doing a lot of other little things too, which has earned him longer runs on the floor in general. When you could tell that there was a little disappointment in role or whatever, did you try to talk him through it or how did you kind of approach kind of uh, trying to well, find from, it? From the beginning, we, we tried to sell him on the fact that, you know, he was going to get a lot more shots with the second unit. And I think that's held true. Um, he just had to fully embrace that. And I think he has. I think he did um, a good job of, of growing into that role. There were certainly times, you know, every time he started, he's, shot the ball extremely well. I mean, he's a starter. He's a starter level player, was, you know, and all good teams have six or seven starter level players. So, um, but it's just finding that comfort zone in whatever role you're in. Um, and so he's, you know, I think key for him was to, again, the, go back to what, you know, when we had everyone out during COVID is when he really found a stroke. And since then he's been really consistent, you know. Obviously, this is not a new development. You know, we're talking about nearly three months since that COVID stretch for the Wolves. But I, you know, I don't think you can undersell the importance of this development from Beasley. I mean, we talk all the time about how the Wolves, you know, number one offense in the league since the turn of the new year. And you know, obviously, a lot of that is a collective effort. A lot of guys have found roles and found a groove in that time. But a lot of it is just Malik. The, the, the problem with the Wolves offense prior to January with spacing, it was broken. You account for spacing issues, sure, by like repositioning players on the floor, running different sets, that sort of thing. But you fix spacing problems by making shots. That causes the defense to reposition themselves. The reposition the way they're loading up on Cat, right? They're not, it's, it's, it's harder to do now. And surprise, surprise, Cat is doing work from two-point range in that time. I mean, Malik Beasley made those shots and then Cat went to work. Since January 1st, only the Utah Jazz have taken more threes than the Wolves have. And only five teams in the league have made a higher percentage of their threes in that time. So the Wolves, as a team in 2022, are second in three-point volume and sixth in three-point percentage. That's, that's tough to do. And prior to that, remember, Chris Finch kept saying and kept saying that the three-point shooting would turn around. You, you keep 
You keep shooting them and they'll get back to their expected averages, he kept saying. And honestly, that started to look fraught. It wasn't happening, but they did stick with it. I asked Finch after the game tonight if that faith he had ever sort of wavered, if that was maybe just not going to be this team's strength. Here's Finch's response. Because you talked to uh, earlier in the season when, as a team, the, the shooting wasn't there, the three-point shooting wasn't there, and you talked about it's, it's one of those things that's going to come around and has. Yeah. W- was there any point over the course of the season where you were like, maybe that's not going to be one of our strengths and we're going to need to do something different? Um, not really. I mean, you know, I tell you, shooting to me is like blackjack. You just got to have the money to stay at the table long enough. When the cards come back around, you're going to win. Um, and efficient offense is not about making shots, it's about taking the right amount of shots. And then, and we just stay committed to what we believe in. Um, and those shots will fall because they're high quality looks. You know, that's, that's kind of what we thought. The commitment to the right amount of shots is what sticks out to me there, right? Cleaning the glass. They have a, location effective field goal percentage metric that judges the quality of a team's shot selection based on the average field goal percentage from each zone on the floor. So the metric basically just measures the quality of a team's shot selection. And for the Wolves, the shot selection really hasn't changed since before January to after January. They were fifth in that shot selection metric prior to January 1st, and they're fourth in that metric since January 1st which is really just a a testament to sticking to the plan. I think there would have been a heavy temptation at that point of the year to have made some changes to the way they're playing. They were a bottom 10 offense at that time, and they had Carl Anthony Towns on their team. I mean, I would imagine it would get hard to keep the faith, but Finch and the players, you know, they've stayed committed to it. And the result, the result has been having the number one offense in the league since the worm did finally start to turn in January. I know that's not a lot of talk about tonight's game specifically, but if you watched it, honestly, outside of Beasley's performance, it was yeah, not a lot to get into. Kind of a snoozer. The Thunder are not great right now. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into more of the winning streak, more of the game from tonight with Britt tomorrow, but for now, we'll put a pin in that and wrap up tonight with prize picks. I did make five picks tonight, went three and two. I had two picks on Carl Anthony Towns. I took the under on 12 and a half rebounds for Cat, thinking... He might not play enough minutes to get there, and he did not play enough minutes to get there. Just 11 boards for Cat, 29 minutes. Uh, but I also took the over on one and a half made threes for Cat. I don't know why I keep doing that. I think just trying to wish cast Cat shooting more threes. Cat actually shot zero threes tonight in 29 minutes. The last time Cat shot zero threes in a game was April of 2019. Slightly concerned about that. But <laughs> uh, my other Wolves pick I got wrong was the over on 20 and a half points for D'Angelo Russell, who he also made his return tonight. Uh, D'Lo, similar to Cat, only played 29 minutes tonight, only had six points in those minutes. They didn't need him. Uh, I did, however, get my two Thunder picks right tonight. I took the over on 20 and a half points, plus rebounds, plus assists for Isaiah Roby, who finished with 15 points, four boards, and four assists. And then I took the under on seven rebounds for Darius Baisley, who finished with five. So three and two on the night. That brings me to 140, 119, and 10 on the picks this season. As always, I recommend checking out prize picks. If you're looking to try some daily fantasy basketball, make a set of picks like I just did there and you know, see how you fare. Prize picks will throw you a $100 sign-up bonus if you sign up using the promo code DANE when you create an account at prizepicks.com or on the prize picks app. I do have 
one positive development to report in the standings watch here. I'm sure you're all tracking this yourselves, but the Mavs did lose tonight at home by 30 to the Knicks. So that pulls the Wolves within two and a half games of the Mavs, who still hold the five seed right now. But Denver did win tonight, so they now actually have the same record as the Mavs. Both of them are 40 and 26, while the Wolves are at 38 and 29. I'm I'm kind of beginning to wonder if the Wolves' more realistic path to avoiding the play-in, getting the sixth seed, might not be just passing the Mavs. You know, in part that's because the Mavs and Wolves play each other twice in these final 15 games. There's obviously an opportunity there to pick up two games on them. Uh, the, the Wolves have the Nuggets once too, but I mean, that Denver team is just rolling at a different level right now. They've won 10 of their last 11 games. We'll see to be determined there too. Uh, like I mentioned before, recording with Britt on Thursday afternoon. That pod will be in your feed on Thursday night. And we keep going. Uh, Orlando on Friday, and Miami on Saturday. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow with Britt. Until then, I'm Dane. Wolves back. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah. Green and hot so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else around, yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.